0: Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Monster, Dear Monster, a multimedia monster podcast. I'm your host for this evening, Cameron, and I'm joined by my two feared and beloved
1: associates, Dave
0: and Leonard. Dave, how are you today?
1: I'm doing I'm doing fine. A little bit melty. It is, it is already very warm this morning, mm. and it will be even warmer later on. I don't remember the Celsius conversion but it will be 111 <laughs> I think today in Fahrenheit. Okay. it's yeah it's a little, like it's, a little hot. <laughs>
0: it's pretty
1: hot it's yeah, getting there it's getting there <laughs> it was hotter yesterday 115 so it's mm. a, a reprieve 5 degrees cooler maybe oh, maybe oh. a degree maybe 2 or 3 less if you're in the shade mm. so beautiful <laughs> wonderful stay hydrated folks drink water Oh,
0: yes. Drink lots of
1: water.
2: Uh, and Leonard, how are you doing? a vast ye matey. It is I, <laughs> Captain Leonard, and I am here to strap you to the mizzen mass with the flotsam and jetsam. This is a character I never knew I needed. Hark. <laughs> Hark. Oh man, you know what? Maybe I'm. Mm. I, oh, oh, I'm good. I'm good. Hi, I got lost in the character for a little bit. I'm good, Cameron. <laughs> I might, oh, I might, good. I might, I might sit in front of a microphone later and try to recite that uh, that speech uh, from the lighthouse in the driest <laughs> way possible. Yes,
1: <laughs>
0: the world's most dedicated and
2: specific pirate. Yes. <laughs> And don't Yes, don't, Willem, don't, Dafoe. Don't blink. Willem Dafoe. Willem
1: Defoe. He stole a ship.
2: Speed 2 cruise control. He's a pirate, yep, technically. Yep. It counts. <laughs> a pirate with an unhealthy obsession with leeches. Yep, so that, that checks out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Everything that God. I
2: just said sounds like nonsense, but it's all true. It's all true. It's all good.
0: Well... Wow. Today, or tonight, whenever you're listening to this, uh, we are going to be talking about something very special that Leonard suggested for us, uh, this is Channel Zero's Season 1, Candle Cove, uh, based on the creepypasta written by Chris Straub, who I didn't realize it was written by Chris Straub until I checked the article and went, oh, wait, I know who that is. Yes. <laughs> mm. <laughs> he's that, he's that man I saw playing D&D once, and also he did a bunch of other stuff. Uh. <laughs> hmm um so uh we're going to be discussing specifically the first two episodes of the six episode season um i really enjoyed the whole thing i accidentally binged the whole thing despite intending to watch just two episodes for today uh so as usual i will suggest check out what we're talking about before you listen to us talk about and completely spoil the whole dang thing um but before we go ahead and completely spoil the whole dang thing um, basically, we've all had some time to do some gaming recently. We thought it would be nice to talk about some of the creepy stuff we've seen
2: in video games. So, Leonard, kick us off. What have you been up to? I've been playing Other Side. I know mm-hmm. I don't sound very excited, but I actually really, really love this game. I just have to measure my voice for the podcast because <laughs> I can go a little high sometimes. Uh, Other Side <laughs> is a um an incredibly stylish uh xcom roguelike it is an isometric uh uh strategy game uh wrapped in a very particular aesthetic um it is a uh, little part berserk uh the mm-hmm, manga mm-hmm. and anime not the cgi one not that trash um the it's uh a little bit uh kingdom death if you are familiar with that highly expensive board game uh Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. will know what i am talking (laughs) about um there are aspects of um uh the legend of zelda uh majoria's mask um and that you uh because it is a roguelike you will eventually die which uh will uh Occur if you lose all of your daughters, which uh, serve as your combat units. Mm -hmm. There are three. Uh, You have your basic melee uh, close combat fighter. You have a uh, melee defense fighter that is good at controlling enemy positioning. And you have a ranged attacker that acts as support. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, your runs consist of a seven-day week in this nebulous void called the veil. Vale. See, there's actually a a, a very um, um uh in uh dense story to this game mm. involving uh an immortal woman uh known as the mother, uh some weirdly antagonistic uh child being uh just <laughs> referred to as the child which is basically just the skull kid from Majora's Mask. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, it appears that there is an entity, uh, uh, which is part of a group known as the others that live on the other side of the veil. And, uh, then just going to assume that they're Lovecraft monsters, they're Lovecraft gods, mm-hmm. because they are spoken in a way that, like, if they break through, they will unravel the fabric of reality. Yeah. Um, yeah. so... Uh, your runs consist of this seven-day week at which there is a boss at the end. If you lose all of your daughters, uh, which are your battle units, or you reach the seventh day and confront the boss and lose to that, the cycle repeats all over again. The roguelike element is that uh, during your runs, you unlock modifiers uh, that carry over uh, into your next run that give your units bonuses when you activate them at the start of a new run. So, uh, you can get one that gives your daughter 33% extra health, uh, mm. uh, allowing you to still make pro- progress even though you you fail to defeat the boss. Eventually, you, you'll unlock enough modifiers that even if you're not great at the game, you'll probably be able to get past the boss into... Um, the next area. Um, I know that there is a fourth unit uh, that uses a scythe. I don't know any of the specifics <laughs> about it, but all of the story information is is told through codex um, mm. in 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 the game, um, and they're all very well written and intriguing. It's got a really, really uh, fantastic art style, and I have just been eating it up for for the last two days. I actually spent about five hours on my first run in one shot mm. just to wow. get my hand like a feel of the the game. Um because I I can tell that this this first seven day period is just a um is just the tutorial. And then mm. uh I have no idea how the game's going to open up after that. So I would suggest checking out other side if anything uh uh anything I've said uh uh is of interest to you. I believe it is available on Steam, Xbox One and uh definitely on PS4. And I mm. believe that it is retailing for $39.99 US. So it is a mm. budget price title but not like a $15 $15 yeah. one and I would uh would really really suggest checking it out.
1: And
0: awesome. that's other side. Yeah. Uh Dave, what have you been
1: up to? All right, I've been checking out a game called Hellpoint. Point. Uh, this also just came out came out on the 30th actually, so super recently. <laughs> uh, and it is a it's a small it's not a triple thing. It's a <gasps> Canadian studio, Cradle Games. Uh, the game itself is a Dark Souls slash Immortal Unchanged slash The Surge uh, adjacent uh, sci-fi souls, mm-hmm. I guess you could... If you had yeah. to label it, I, I'd get maybe tired of, <laughs> at this point, uh, of doing that. But um, there, it doesn't stand of its own genre yet. So... That's just kind of what it is, but um this would be if you took that that formula and then instead of the the science that's the sci-fi in immortal Unchained is a little more um grand I feel mm. um this is dead space slash. Event Horizon, I think, is probably the closest yeah. tie in. Uh so you 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 play a um a replicated humanoid uh on the space station Irid novo. Uh the space station is orbiting a black hole. Uh, it's 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 been sort of I think it's gone through a hell dimension or the black hole is hell dimension adjacent. Not sure yet because the Mm. story is convoluted and and told of course, in some NPC dialogue, but primarily through um, little scrawls and entries you find scattered about the station. As you go, Uh, the station is vast. Um, It has its own. uh, There's an arcology. There are uh, neighborhoods inside of it. There's like a port. Uh, it's it's a self-contained hub world um and as you go through you're 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 up against um the sort of mutated and demon demonized demonized Mm -hmm. um residents of the station Uh, and there's mention so far of um these sort of elder god beings that are having been like there's factions i believe within the station and some people were worshiping different various gods uh and that's just caused mm-hmm. i think a problem <laughs> aboard, the, aboard yeah. the ship so i think the gameplay itself as i mentioned it's it's souls like to to the nth degree um everything is familiar in that aspect uh the for being a science fiction setting, it's it's a lot of sword and board. Um there, there there's a few ranged things that you can use, uh, but I find them to be less effective. I believe there's also some sort of uh magic is uh or I guess yes, it's science that you just don't understand. So there's that aspect too, but um I'm about Uh, probably 10 hours in and i haven't found that yet so um yeah i I haven't had a chance to like experiment with that part of it there are no character classes it's a straight you start with a a character with one point in every skill stat and then it's up to you to decide what you're going to do with that Mm. the the monster designs are pretty spectacular um i think the 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 game design, on the whole, both the levels and in um, the creatures, the art design itself is, um, as I said, it's it's Event Horizon esque. So that version of kind of Hellscape um, slowly uh, warps parts of the station. So some things will, everything feels abandoned um yeah but parts of it kind of get twisted to where you use like wow well, that's it might be abandoned but that actually looks also really bad so let's maybe not go there but of course you have to go there um a nice mm. divergence that this has is it's very very vertical there's a lot of verticality a lot of platforming that you're kind of asked to do and none of it feels egregious um I your your, your character handling mm. is fairly spot on there's a, a dedicated jump button Um, you have good control over the sort of the distance. Um, the game itself is very dark. Uh, I'm playing, I'm playing on it. So it's, it's on all platforms, um, console and and steam, but it, um, yeah, at least on my TV, it's very dark. So I I had the gamma up a little bit. You don't get Mm. access to a light until a considerable way into the game, uh or maybe it's not very far into the game, I'm like at maybe sixteen percent. But um it takes some time before you get a light. So there's a lot of uh dark areas that are you can mistake for shadow, but they're actually like, because it's vertical, a lot of falls that are insta death. So that part may be a little annoying, I think. Um mm-hmm. there's just a lot of times where you fall to your death. There's an interesting mechanic to where when you do die and you lose your Um, your axiom energy uh it spawns a a, like a a ghost of yourself that will run around the level hunting you down so you're trying to you're trying to go back and get your dropped axiom and there's a, a doppelganger uh out there equipped with whatever you were last using so sometimes it kind of benefits you if you know you're about to die um to kind of switch to a crappier weapon, maybe. <laughs> because your your mm. your doppelganger will be stuck with whatever equipment um you had when you died, and then you can just use something better yeah. when you have to hunt them back down. Um <laughs> there's there's asynchronous multiplayer um in in like signs and things, messages you can leave um for other players. It has uh splits sp- split screen co-op, which is kind of cool. I haven't mess with that but it, it's on there so you can just plug another controller in and just have at it with another local person so couch co oping, or again just um online co-op uh, i'm just playing through offline or just kind of by myself i don't think that the game itself necessitates you to have another person and i don't know if it changed the difficulty at all in doing so i would i would hope it didn't um You can artificially change the difficulty yourself. You can um, uh, basically use um, these figurines you find to either make the enemies in the area weaker or stronger. Um, They're limited in supply, but I think it's a one-time effect. Um, So if you're finding yourself not enough challenge, Mm. you can just kind of bump it up a little bit, or if it's too hard uh, and you have some of the weakening figurines, uh, you can use those to to make the journey a little bit easier. The bosses so far, um, I've encountered three... And their their challenges in them of uh, themselves, their enemy designs very cool. Um, I think they all they all feel very distinct so far. None of them are repeats of one another yet. Um, it is running into the uh, thing where you fight a boss and then you find like smaller versions of it later is just regular enemies which is not mm, it's like yeah. it's cool like I the idea is cool but it's like very threatening because that the particular boss in <laughs> question was difficult and then the idea of yes. facing like three of them at once is like less and then enthralling but um mm. i think that that's part of how the the game itself wraps in on itself uh each of the areas are are, they're interconnected um but they're also interconnected within shortcuts so you'll be you'll be using shortcuts in one area to kind of get back to another and realize oh wait i'm i'm back here now so it has that sense maybe of the first dark souls um the only what you're losing though is because you're on a like a i think it's circular yeah it's a it's a big circular space station um you don't see the other parts of it really so that's it's just hidden behind like loading screens and and bulkhead doors and things but um Yeah. yeah overall it's a very it's a very cool game um i'm having a lot of fun with it and i'm super interested to see both um in learning more of the lore and in just seeing what the next kind of bosses are because those those have all been a treat um as far as looks go there's been a few NPCs and they they do a little bit more interactivity with them. So they're more tied to the narrative than they would have been in uh like say Dark Souls.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Which is nice. nice. Right? But yes, that's that's basically Hellpoint. It's um I recommend it. It is I think 3499, something like that. It's it's somewhere again in that same price price range. So it's not yeah. um yeah. not as not as <coughs> tough on the wallet. Hmm. Yeah,
0: no, that's good. Um, awesome. Uh, I I am going to swing in with a big AAA game because the most sort of monstery, horror-y thing I've played relatively recently was The Last of Us Part II. Um If you want my mini, like, one to two tweet review on it, go check my Twitter, but it, it's a, it's Resident Evil. I'm, I'm going to say it right now. Last of Us Part Two is a Resident Evil game. No one can argue with me. Um, <laughs> and the monsters are really good. Um, the Infected from the first Last of Us were, you know, kind of obviously really iconic, what with being blind zombies, which was a nice take on it, and super creepy with all the clicking, uh, they've just gotten way more so. Um, like, in the first game there were the Stalkers, which were the sort of the run and hide ones that would try and sneak up on you, that we used, like, maybe two or three times through the whole game, um... And now they're all over the goddamn place and I hate them. Why can't I sense them with my superpowered powered hearing? Please, God. Um, visually, they're incredible. Like, the sound design is out of this world. Um, and I, I won't do actual spoilers because it's still relatively recent. Uh, but l- pretty late in the game, there is, there is a bit that is... I mean, I joke that the game is Resident Evil. There is a bit that is straight up just... From Resident Evil, I'm hundred percent sure, is in probably like Resident Evil 6 somewhere, but um <laughs> uh, that that one bit, uh if you're playing the game, you'll know it when you get to it. Uh it is gross and creepy and a really great monster. So good. So goddamn good. But of course the, the end moral of that game is that man is the real monster. Um and Retributive Vengeance isn't a good thing. But you know, hey. This is a video game. Don't be mad. <laughs> Did I drop it? I I dropped out, didn't I? No, it was good. It was oh fine. boy. Oh, was it good? Okay. Everything went very quiet. I was worried. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're <laughs> just got internet please. fixed <laughs> again. I had flashbacks. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um. Well. Uh, with with that sort of mini catch-up on cool and interesting things we've been doing in the world of gaming, let's hop right into our main topic. Uh, as I said at the start of the show, we are talking about Candle Cove, specifically the made-for-TV series by Sci-Fi, um based off of the creepy pasta by Chris Straub. Um, in particular, we're talking about Episode 1, You Have to Go Inside, and Episode 2, I'll Hold Your Hand. Um... Lovely titles, really. Um, <laughs> these aired back in October of 2016, initially. Uh, so, honestly, I'm surprised it took me this long to find out about them because they're really good. Um, <laughs> uh, should we do like a sort of a first general
1: impressions, or just hop right into it? Uh, just, I mean, general impression, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah, that works. Yep. 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 Alright, general impression one. Dave,
0: go. Hit me with it.
1: General impression on the show overall, um, I think that it moves at, at, at a pretty clippy pace. Um, mm. And yeah, these, these are like 44 minute or so um episodes they don't run over long you get a good sense of these characters or at least it's building a good sense of these characters the designs on what we see as the spooky parts are really good um Mm, they they put there's a good production value in this it doesn't feel like it's a sci-fi show from the sci-fi channel show um siffy Yes, the Now they they, they, they <laughs> change that, even though it's been a very long time since they changed. It. Feels like yesterday. Um, and I, it's it's the subject matter. I think is also the part that makes it feel like it's not um, on a main broadcast channel. Uh, it, it's yeah. it's it's dealing very heavily in tough topics um and mm. it's not shying away from showing like any of it so uh that was actually oh, really yeah. surprising i would say it was probably the most surprising thing um that that it came to when i started watching this
2: mm yeah all right uh Leonard, your thoughts. um let's see uh as dave mentioned um it is it is shot wonderfully it 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 does it has it has really high um production value it does not look like uh, a Siffy show um um if you're used to sci- sci-fi original programming which <laughs> at, for a time i was uh very much embroiled in um it uh, it it looks like um like 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 a film <laughs> mm-hmm. not to be too disparaging <laughs> um Oh yes, I it does have. I do. I just need to bring it up because um, mm-hmm. it, the the Candle Cove star uh, co-stars Fiona Shaw. Uh, Shaw. Sorry. Mm. Fiona Shaw, um who um many of you in uh my Dave's age bracket may recognize as Dennis Hopper as King Koopa from the <laughs> Super Mario Brothers movie <laughs> right-hand henchwoman um which made me instantly completely okay with this show immediately as, she, as soon as she showed up. Um it's always great. <laughs> Um, I was like, "Oh, I oh, remember! Man. I remember when you got turned into a skeleton into a wall. That's great. Mm. Good to see you. It's 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 huh. it's always nice to see old friends." I did wonder why she was familiar.
0: <laughs>
1: Another repressed memory surface. <laughs> <laughs> Almost see, as good as the robot lady from Superman. Uh, yeah. Mm. Um,
2: yeah. No repressed <laughs> memories for here. I, unironically, kind of love the Super Mario Brothers movie. Don't, I'm glad you do, someone. <laughs> uh, but yeah, back to Candle Cove. Um, yeah, uh, this this is. It hits a lot of. Uh, we'll get into it with these first two episodes a little deeper, but for me, it's hitting a lot of buttons that of things that I like um there mm. is a definite uh silent hill uh there are there's like uh uh, uh strings of silent hill um mm. layered throughout the series from the episode that i've seen so far um and there's there's a thing that this this show uh does i'll i'll just i'll just say it right now yeah um yeah. uh which is the series has there is supernatural events going on and the series has an unreliable narrator uh and the mm, fact that they yeah. are not mutually exclusive makes for something significantly more interesting than yes. if they went one way or the other with it i think that by melding those two aspects together, you get something a little denser and a little uh, harder to parse Hmm. because you can't you don 't know what is being caused by what when you're seeing it because there's yeah, a lot of yeah. the there's a lot of the series that is is framed from the protagonist's point of view, and he is established in the very first episode to be an unreliable narrator, but mm. once again, there is also an, an explicit supernatural element to it. Um, and the fact that they, they they aren't incongruous to one another is is really fascinating. So that's my mm, biggest takeaway yeah. for our uh, overall impressions.
0: Yeah, good, awesome. Um, as for me, uh, like I said, I accidentally watched the whole thing all at once. Uh, I really like the show. Um, something for me that helps it stand apart is this was this is based on a series of short stories written by Chris Straub, specifically written as Creepy for a creepypasta, like, compilation thing. And something about that that origin, the, the tone and atmosphere of, like, internet spooky stories makes it feel a lot different to, say, a run-of-the-mill horror show, which this could easily be construed as if you don't know where it's coming from. But it has those points of whimsy within the threatening thing, like, Candle Cove, I'm going to point out uh, right now, uh it is it is a fun little kids puppet t v show uh that is the creepiest thing on earth um but it's super whimsical and it's super cutesy, and it's super fun and then uh the things with teeth start happening, and I get very uncomfortable uh, <laughs> um that that sort of that sort of um dichotomy between the between those two heights of oh, this is kind of cute, it is weird and creepy, but it's kinda cute and then Oh God, that's awful and horrifying! Is really great. Um, and in terms of like actual subject matter, you know, oh, small town worries and then very, very he- heavy subject matter that again, like Dave and said, said, show does not shy away from. Um, if you're not that into uh, violence, it's not crazy gory mostly, but there is like, there's there's a lot of stabbing uh, in this um. show. So if that's not a thing for you.
2: Mm. <laughs> Maybe not, and <laughs> and 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 to 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 be clear, it is um uh, the the I I think the 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 important thing to state is that mm. um it, it it's 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 children. So oh yeah, the the violence is typically visited on children. So if you have Oh by children, uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> so if if you have um a problem with that, then then this isn't the the show for you and I think that mm. it is fair to put that that oh front, yeah. front
0: and center yeah absolutely uh, as someone who works with kids this just confirms everything I know about them anyway so it's mm-hmm. fine yeah they they'd stab
2: me if they could oh i did <laughs> uh, i did want to just throw in a quick comment about um about the, it being a kid show and creepy mm-hmm. um it 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 it's Only it, there are some that. Hey, there are puppets, Dave. Yeah, Dave. I know you're listening. I know that's why you are okay (laughs) with this. Uh, There are there are puppets, and they are there are some that are explicitly like designed to be um, disquieting to look at. Um, Mm. Mm. but but they're not over the top. Like we're not getting like it's not like a show and every character's the Annabelle doll. It's it's <laughs> it's it's more like an accurate accurate portrayal of like that kind of like weird like public mm. access uh TV show that somebody might have th- tried to throw together. It, it Oh it's, yeah. It's it's not out of the realm of of it's not ridiculously creepy. Yeah. It, yeah. Like when I look at like um the scenes of can of, candle cove proper i think look at it and i'm like yeah this is like on the same level of creepy as something like unico in the island of magic where it is Mm. like like karuku is 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 just one of the puppets from candle cove yeah yeah so it it, it, it's (laughs) i think that by having it be unpleasant simply because it is it's it's format and 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 the uh, the show's format is is to a ben- to its benefit. Like it isn't yeah. overtly <laughs> sinister until it starts becoming overtly sinister. And I think that that's yeah. Um, yeah. an important point too.
0: Mm. Except for the pirate ship, which is a villain with a capital <laughs> V. <laughs> I do not like the pirate ship. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's let's dive into this. So our primary character, our protagonist of a kind, uh, is going to be one, Mr. Mike Painter, child psychologist extraordinaire, apparently. Um, he, he's in a rough state in the show. We should not expect him to be acting with his level of professional experience that he would normally, obviously uh, show, uh, but he doesn't seem to be great with kids, which is ironic for someone who's meant to be a child psychologist, but hey. Um uh and we start with a really really good scene where he's doing like a a book uh interview he's he's trying to hype up his new book and the interview just immediately goes weird with you know questions about hey didn't you used to be a twin didn't your brother die when you were 12 years old hey we've got a 12 year old who's experienced tragedy on the phone would you like to talk to him show us what you do (laughs) um and then as this situation gets increasingly more awkward uh, it turns out all the cast and crew are puppets. And then he wakes up screaming, if I remember correctly. Oh, uh, not
2: screaming. Yeah? Not but screaming. He, he, he is awakened by the um, flaming effigy walking yes. down the oh, hall yes, towards that's him. that's
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thing that uh, you don't get to see until the end of the show. Uh, <laughs> 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 Flash Spoilers. forward. Spoilers. Spoilers, Cameron. Not Spoilers, there's not a lot of monsters shown in these in these first couple of episodes and that's how you should do it. Yes. There's little snippets here and there, and then it gets worse later on. Um <laughs> Uh but uh he has decided that, you know, he's going to head back to his uh hometown in Ohio, the little lovely town of Iron Hill. Uh, because it's been a while. He's he's quote unquote writing another book. So he's going to just touch on his childhood trauma and revisit the uh, the five child murders that happened twenty eight years prior, including the murder
2: of his uh, twin brother. Of um, uh, uh, which, fine. of which they are quick to <laughs> they are quick to point out they never found his body. And I'm just like, well, he's not gone, is he? How how. Mm. how mur- <laughs> Like, do you have, like, you got something else for me to to <laughs> confirm a mu- murder? Because yeah. typically you, you need a body or, or way too much blood in a blood Yeah, sp-
0: yeah. I mean, I guess the circumstantial evidence of four other dead children and the kid just not showing up for two to three weeks was considered enough uh, by the local police department, which seems about right with how they are occasionally portrayed throughout this um but you know hey it's a small town <laughs> yep. they're not sending their best um let's see uh so he heads back uh and he pops in to see his mother who sent him away at the tender age of 12 years right after his brother had been murdered by an unknown serial killer <laughs> um sent him away from the town out of town to live with relatives uh but she's happy to see him which is good uh and one of the local children who i believe is actually Katie Um, Yes, it uh, is there as well. Yes, Katie. Yeah. And uh, his mother is being very creepy. She and Katie are looking at a dead bird and saying, it used to be a bird and now it's just part of the garden. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Because
0: she has to spend against a local cat. She's not wrong, but it's uh, a weird thing
2: to say to a (laughs) six-year-old. I don't know. If you live in Iron Hills, Ohio, I'm sure you encounter a lot of dead birds in general all the time. That's fair. Katie doesn't Let's seem say. all that mu- all that bothered by it.
1: Mm. <laughs> Katie mm. doesn't seem bothered by a lot of things.
2: No, not at yeah. all. <laughs> um, there is uh, one thing that I did want to point out, uh, and I mm-hmm. because I have only been, I, I, I did not binge the show. I've only, yeah. I've only uh, uh, ingested the two recommended episodes. Uh, by my local physician. <laughs> but there is a... Um, uh, it's when Mike first gets home uh, after after his mother, Marla, introduces him to Katie, where uh, Marla is looking out the window and she is talking about the cat and how she thinks mm. that it likes to hunt for sport. And there yeah. is a POV shot from Marla's point of view looking at a patch mm. of woods from across uh that's across the street from the house that is a shot that is repeated later and given uh uh, uh much more sinister connotations and this feels yeah. like a a a subtle reference to that and whoever that character might be when it comes Mm, up later mm. in this episode, but I thought I was rewatching it again uh, last night and I picked up on that shot and I was like, huh, I'm sure that's going to come back because those use the exact same shot twice. And (laughs) it is there, there is a, there, there is very much a conservation of, of, of story in, in, in this show, mainly because it's six episodes. Um, yeah, uh it's a six episode anthology, so um mm, mm. that was something clever that I I noticed upon second viewing. Um and that's that's all I've gotta say about that. Continue, Cameron. Mm, continue. Uh well he's
0: he's here with a purpose. He's not here to pry open the wounds of the past, he assures his mother, lying through his teeth. Um <laughs> and so off he goes into town. Um american towns in the country are very different um uh, i had mild culture shock watching this so i was like oh uh, it's city buildings but just out in the middle of nowhere okay cool um <laughs> it's very different to australia sorry i thought i ought to point that out um but uh, he pops into a <laughs> diner runs into his old teacher um miss booth mrs booth beg pardon um, who she, who seems lovely despite being a total grammar Nazi, according to Mike. Um, <laughs> and then he heads down to the local police station to see if he can get his hands on the files of you know his his brother's murder from thirty years ago. Um, in doing so, uh, he meets Amy, who's just a police officer there. She seems nice. She's a bit younger than most of the other characters in the show. Uh, there's sort of this weird generational clique almost of the people who were you know 12 or so around the time the murders occurred uh and then you know there are the parents of that generation then there is everyone younger um but people from people from that clique sort of they all know each other They're sort of not i would not say bonded by the horrible experience of having five of your peers murdered uh but the are close yeah they were informed um, and,
1: by it like heavily
0: yeah yeah yeah, uh, and one of them's the local sheriff now. Good on you, Gary. Yeah. I
2: guess Hugh Jackman looking dude. Um. <laughs> oh, there, there was there was one point about Amy that that I did actually mm. kind of like, and it's that she knows who Mike is. She's yes. Oh yeah. A big fan. Yeah, she's read his book. Yeah. yeah. Um which which when that that when that happened, uh I got a real bad uh out. not bad as in a negative, but like yeah. Just, it like instantly Alan Wake flashback uh because <laughs> you encounter a character just like that at the beginning of the game uh mm. and Amy is significantly less emphatic and more of an actual person about it, but um yeah. it yeah. was very like uh there's there's a lot about this these these first two episodes that like ping my radar for things that I've seen before but really, really like and like how they're being incorporated um yeah. into this yeah. this new thing. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, exactly. Um Gary asks why Mike wants these old records, you know, he doesn't want him hurting people around town. A lot of people are still, you know, related uh to the various children who were killed and hung from a tree or hung in a tree it's it's like a shrike that's just kind of on the branches um
1: so, uh, and you know I'm, mike says let me just jump in mm, um so a part yeah, a part sorry. of that there is something that um mike's mother was talking about where she's like uh mm. every couple years people come to like try to investigate the murders or they're trying to uncover, you know, unsolved mystery kind of style thing. And that's, Mm. that's Mm. the fear that um, Greg and his mother and everyone kind of has about this book that he's writing. And because he's a big, um, a notable figure from a small town, they don't want the town Mm. shown in like a, a bad light um they're oh they're, yeah, yeah they're afraid of that because that's been a real threat over the last 30 years like continually mm. yeah, so yeah it's just like the, sh- the show made a point of showing yeah, that yeah. specifically and so there's sort of a also he's the he's a a, a big big shot doctor um or psychologist yeah. <laughs> but uh i think that it's because he has not been back to the town he's might as well just be a stranger but mm, one that has yeah. a little bit more privilege because he's a local in, in origin. Yeah, yeah. Mm,
0: yeah, um, yeah. Mike reassures him that he's going to be utterly respectful with the book, which, I mean, it's a fair thing to say because, you know, his own brother was one of the people who died. Um, but yeah, I also absolutely understand the suspicion from the point of view of God, not this again. Uh, this happens every couple of years. Um... But uh, Gary says, all right, we can get you those files to look at, but you have to come to dinner with a bunch of the, basically the old gang. Uh, Everyone at the (laughs) dinner is from that sort of clique, except for Amy. Yeah, Um, It's sort of, you know, the the survivors.
1: I don't know if that's too strong a term to use. The Losers Um, Club, they're back again. It's
2: it's very Stephen King's it. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Th- this is it.
2: <laughs> but but like part two, like part two, yeah. and you oh, only yeah. get f- flashbacks to part one. It's mm. uh, once again conservation, conservation of <laughs> narrative. We do not have six hundred plus pages to go with this
0: creepy pasta. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, Here, and here's the chapter where here's the chapter where Pennywise builds a circus tent. <laughs> Uh, Stephen King. Um,
0: yeah, uh, so Mike sort of very tentatively agrees. He's obviously not comfortable with seeing most of these people again. Uh, they're having dinner and at one point uh, Mike mentions Candle Cove. We get that little title drop. That that weird kid show that was on just for a couple of months in 88. You know, right around the time the murders were happening. <laughs> um, everyone's Everyone has... Some memory of it, you know, like oh, that stupid show, or it gave me nightmares. Like, uh, Amy obviously has absolutely no idea what they're talking about because <laughs> she's again younger. She's not from that, not from that generation of terrible, traumatized children. Um, <clears throat> and Mike goes to use the bathroom, bumps into Katie, who is uh Gary's daughter. Turns out, uh, and she's just standing, staring. <laughs> at a big flat screen TV in the middle of a room um, and she is she is watching something and this is where we get the first flickers of Candle Cove and uh, it seems to basically just be pirate puppets on a ship oh no there's a storm we better take shelter in bravery cave you have to go inside says the ship who is a villain um, sure,
2: sure thing. <laughs> laughing stock i don't oh, want to go in there it looks scary you gotta <laughs> go into bravery cave i don't know laughing stock just do it
0: <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much it's, it's <laughs> like 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 you said it's one of those unintentionally almost creepy shows like yep. it's not over the top um i will say the little main character puppet does look a little annabelle ish but like not crazy bad and like the the cloud i like the cloud the cloud is friendly um the, but the ship the, is ship is a bucktooth villain <laughs> the
2: the the main character looks like like an american girl doll dressed up as a pirate if i'm gonna yeah. be completely honest um, yeah yeah <laughs> that is a very deep cut to a very small <laughs> population of you out there
1: that's fair yeah thanks leonard <laughs>
2: Yeah, 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 boy. Yeah, that's my that's my Batman villain name, Deep Cuts Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) He's always (laughs) hanging around Crime Alley. Oh no. (laughs) You gotta go into the alley. No. You've
0: got to go inside. Um (laughs) uh this this uh this chance encounter with a child who is watching candle cove unsettles poor poor mike uh and he very quickly leaves the uh soiree after that at about 10 p.m um and off he goes and then he stumbles back into his mother's place at about 3 a.m um and uh darndest thing next morning first thing in the morning katie's gone missing She's just up and disappeared. Who to thunk?
2: More that, uh, more something creepy would happen. More dander <laughs> than that, Cameron. Uh, mm. Mike Mike goes to sleep and wakes up in the middle of a field. Oh yes. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> um and it's uh, it's worth also mentioning that um throughout the episode, <laughs> we're about like halfway through this first episode at this point, mm. And throughout yeah. the episode, or at least at least once at this point, we have gotten a flat, a silent flash of uh, Mike uh, cutting into his arm with something while a woman mm. screams at him. Um, yes. Um, yes. Without context in the middle of conversations, uh, this has this is a thing that has apparently happened that will uh, be explained later however mm. it is also probably tied to the fact that he went to sleep in the bed in his um uh childhood home and then woke mm. up in the middle of a field yeah there's a little bit of sleepwalking yeah fun. yeah there's a totally little bit safe. of there's a little bit <laughs> of heavy rain in here too like the the good parts <laughs> of it yes the good part yes. of it the part of it. Mm, the the that one part that the <laughs> that, only part. <laughs> that that one that that one sentence. Okay, this isn't the anti David yeah. Cage cast. Back on topic. It's not yet. <laughs> Wait until Dave leaves.
1: <laughs> um save it. Save it for <laughs> Richard Gere please. Yeah.
0: Yes, yes. Um <laughs> uh Katie's gone missing. Uh the prime suspect is obviously Mike who had an interaction with her. Said something creepy, appeared distressed, and then left, and then five hours later got back to his mother's place. Um, but they still, they still let him help with all the looking, (laughs) because, you know, circumstantial evidence. (laughs) At, at, At first. Yeah, true, at first. Fair point. Um, and, uh, obviously there's some suspicion here, uh. Jessica, who is Katie's mother, is searching with Mike and gets very upset when he cannot answer clearly what he did after he left the uh, the dinner last night, uh, at which point he just runs off um, and she freaks out. It's like he knows something and he ran off and they're like, OK, we're going to go find Mike now because <laughs> he's a suspicious weirdo at this point
1: yeah Basically. and a, another i think creepy bit that this plays with is it it this is rural Ohio, but um it has that sort mm. of pine barren's feel where they're in they're yeah. in these mini miniature like new growth <laughs> um a coniferous forest uh, and mm. um Katie's mother is like she loses she turns her head, turns back mike's gone she yeah she's kind of it's like maze like so she's lost and is f- for a few moments aside from her wondering about her daughter is now worried about herself there's that sense mm. of like you don't really want to be out in these woods like even even the adults yeah. just aren't comfortable with it because she's now like sc- yeah. screaming for other the other searchers like trying to find out if she's just now by herself or what's going on and probably because she was just talking to somebody turned her head and then they're gone
2: Yes. Somebody, yeah, somebody, somebody that she mildly suspects might have abducted her child. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a little, little abduction suspicion. It's
0: fine. Yeah.
2: Um. <laughs> um. And and uh, to to follow up on that, that it it's also, it also also plays into now now she doesn't know if she's safe. She because she mm. she can't she doesn't fully trust mike and she's just confronted him about it and if this Mm. were like a very typical like horror movie or slasher film where this is like the revelation moment this is where he would disappear and then reappear with in his costume and chase her through the (laughs) pine barrens
0: i mean it's not too far off yeah um (laughs) Yeah, um, but in fact, Mike has quickly doubled back to Gary and Jessica's house to talk to Katie's younger brother, Dane, um, to double check if he knows anything, because of course no one asked, uh, Dane, her, the little brother before just running off to look for the daughter. Um, and Dane says she knew you would come and ask, and, uh, he, Dane asks Mike, uh, what the crow's nest is, at which point Mike is very agitated and runs off back to his mother's place tries to find his uh father's old gun um and has to settle for taking a hunting knife because of course his mother threw away the gun long ago uh and then off into the woods he runs looking absolutely not like a serial killer suspect in his big brown coat holding a knife in one hand <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. This is this fine. is this is where once again the unre- uh, unreliable narrator part really really mm. works. It's like especially because this in- entire sequence is just Mike by himself. This this search for Katie is Mike by himself. He has no one uh, to play off of, so everything mm. he kind of experiences at this point becomes suspect. Yeah, um, yeah. Stuff's weird out in the woods. What can I mean, we say? Yes. <laughs> it, it, yes is the answer.
1: Maybe, maybe we yes.
2: don't play there. Yeah, just don't
0: go play in the woods. That seems perfectly sane to me, but... You know, uh, I, I grew up with a lot of snakes. I knew not to go anywhere where you couldn't see your feet.
2: Um, <laughs> and then the toads teamed up with the snakes, where the toads yaw. would keep the snakes in their mouths, and you'd be, think, yep, oh, yep, it's yep. a tongue, but nope, it's a snake. It's a snake. Coming out yep. of the toad. That's Australia. When I think of Australia, Australia. I think of toads (laughs) shooting snakes out of their
0: mouths. It's okay. Western Australia is working on digging a trench to separate it from the rest of the country. (laughs) 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 We'll be fine. Um, (laughs) uh, And uh, part part of the unreliable narrator is at one point, Mike stops and turns to the left, and there's just a person dressed up as Jawbone one of the puppets from Candle Cove, like, with a big, goofy skeleton mask, wearing one of those rib t-shirts and, like, the skeleton leggings, and a big cloak. And this is the goofiest serial killer costume ever. It's like Scream. Um, but worse, but, because it's huge. But worse. It's, yeah, big, huge head. Um, <laughs> it's so dumb. I love it. It's It's, again, it's that cute, but in context, very menacing thing of, hey, we've heard just tangents little little tid, little tiddly bits about this uh creepy kids show and um we've seen like at this point probably like a half second flash of what jawbones looks like and there he is just standing there watching
2: out in the woods um so mike gives chase (laughs) i i actually really like this like party city jawbone costume because there Mm. is as you mentioned before we get a quick flash of Jawbone later in 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 like one of the um um contextless free flashbacks, silent mm. flashbacks. Mm. And when we see Jawbone there, it is an actual human, adult human sized puppet yeah. of Jawbone. Yeah. And it is legitimately terrifying. It is it is, <laughs> it is it is it is scarier than the guy in mm. the costume because it is it it looks appropriate like it it's form is appropriate but as opposed to somebody just wearing like a goofy costume so Mm. it's 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 interesting that that the the this mysterious person that might then chases chases down is still somehow less threatening than the actual puppet in in
0: the show Mm. yeah yeah
2: yeah
0: uh and mike Indeed, chases Jawbone down, uh, does not catch Jawbone, uh, and loses track of them right in front of a sign of a crow, uh, pointing off to the right, and he's on his way to the crow's nest, which it turns out was an old hangout near a signal tower. Uh, it was also where all the murdered kids were found 28 years ago. Hooray! Um, (laughs) because of course, that's where the child is. Um, he finds Katie crying behind a rock, bundles her up, takes her off, uh, leaves behind, without realising, two of her teeth. And this is where the show gets more, more blatant supernatural horror E, Um, uh, actually, I believe earlier in the episode we were hearing things about break-ins happening across town with nothing of import being stolen. Um, that's related to this, tangentially. Um... Because audio design here is great, because I heard this weird clicky, grinding, squeaky noise. I was like, well, that really, really sounds like when I grind my teeth, and then a monster that is a person made entirely of teeth creeps around the rock and picks up the discarded teeth, and I'm like, oh god, what is this thing? It's,
2: it's it, terrifying. It, it, it was, it's literally <laughs> all I want for Christmas are your two front teeth.
0: Yeah, the real Tooth it's Fairy.
1: So,
0: ooh, yeah, it, it's a Tooth Fairy. Yeah, uh, it is
2: really unsettling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't mention Tooth Fairy on this horror podcast, Cameron, or we might have to watch oh, Darkness Falls. Oh no! I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> Look, she just it's, it's wants her teeth. Tooth
0: creature. Um, it is. It, it is. It is like roughly in the form of a human but made of teeth um this is great i'm assuming this is like cgi but if it's
2: practical effects i'm very impressed at the I dedication believe, would take to make that i believe that it is in fact a practical costume yeah i think oh it's a my suit, god really a
1: teeth suit
0: yeah oh my god that would be the worst oh but that's so that's so impressive I would not want to be the costumer who got the assignment of make a tooth
1: suit. <laughs> <laughs> good, wow. <laughs> good thing I have a use for all these teeth I've kept in jars. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Oh, it's oh, they need a costume covered in teeth. Time to visit the <laughs> apothecary.
0: Time to yep. shine. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. Anyway, yeah, we, we only see tooth thing for the briefest of moments before it scuttles off again. But that's enough. That was so creepy. I hated it. Um in like a really good way. Um you know, uh, you comes... know what you do, Cameron? Mm. You just
2: mm. you just replace all of the teeth and just think of them as shingles. I think that's that... just as bad. <laughs> yeah. <that's>, uh... <laughs> oh man that would be a great haunted house monster like movie monster (laughs) like a a, like a shingle golem like it only needs to appear for like one segment and has to be on the roof (laughs) but like yeah the house is attacking and it just forms into a shingle golem yeah that's great okay (laughs) writing that one. i'm into that later (laughs) yeah yeah keep that one um
0: So uh Mike comes back, he's the big damn hero, except it's very suspicious that this child went missing and he's writing a book about missing children and he happened to find this missing child. And he
1: ran Which away
2: I... when they were looking for the missing child. And, yes. and he has and showed up
1: unaccountable when... hours when the child was <laughs> potentially taken. Yeah. And the child is missing two teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Um the hey. People in this show, their suspicion is perfectly reasonable. I I was not really mad at anyone for most of this show for, uh, like I normally get in horror movies and shows like, why do you think
2: that's we have no reason to think like that. In this show, like no no. It's oh, very you mean, reasonable. To you, mean suspect, the, Mike. you mean the unreasonably <laughs> like aggro character that never wants to listen mm. to the protagonist, like literally yes. the worst horror movie cliche ever? Yes. <laughs> no they have good
0: reason to be suspicious of mike but they can't prove he did anything wrong hooray um and uh we end the episode uh with mike talking to his mum marla about candle cove um and she says he and eddie always watch that show but she want to know who made it up because from her point of view Whenever they said they were watching Candle Cove, they were just watching The Static, one of the dead channels on the TV. You oh, very spooky. You're a, on the TV. You're a bad yeah. parent.
2: You're a bad parent. Don't let <laughs> you your, let your... <laughs> kids just <laughs> sit in front of the TV and watch Static for hours. What's wrong with you? How <laughs> dare you? Look, her husband left it. Oh, yeah. Well. She's got no other yeah. excuse. But. <laughs> but, man, I was just like, that was the, that was like the only part of the first episode that lost me. Because mm. I'm just like, if I was a kid, <laughs> if, uh, if I was yeah. a kid, when I was a kid at that <laughs> in 1988, if I was just sitting in front of the TV watching Static, that would have been addressed at some point.
1: It, it, oh it yeah. would have been immediate because we were we had grown up in the purview of like poltergeist so yeah that would have been shut mm. shut down real quick yeah especially yeah, if you turn, yeah. turn around and tell your parents they're here and then yeah here. then you get grounded <laughs> because you scared of everyone well that's fair yeah
0: um so hey creepy spooky there was never a candle cove all along um The candle cone was the friends we made
2: along the way. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) And honestly, this one little episode feels almost like its own little self-contained creepypasta. Obviously, the story continues on past this point. But, like, as a singular episode, I feel it kind of wraps up nicely if, like, that was the conclusion of a regular typed-out creepypasta. And, like, and then the mother said... You actually were watching the static channel for hours at a time. Candle Cove never existed.
2: Like, yeah. that feels complete as a creepy creepypasta. But we go further, which is good. Yes. Because oh. it means there's more show. <laughs> and 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 it is worth mentioning that throughout the episode we have been given little flashback uh to Mike and Eddie his twin brothers mm. uh childhood yes. uh which mainly just includes uh, Eddie being bullied and having his middle finger broken by said mm. bully. um yes uh, who has a, a an, an aggressive Rottweiler um, because mm. uh, somebody clearly didn't realize that it's the 80s and the aggressive mm. dog of choice is in fact a Doberman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: <laughs>
2: and yeah. um, and there is also a very weird sequence where Bully Kid sticks the, the Rottweiler on them and Eddie is somehow able to make it stop its attack um
0: yeah it's friendly dog actually it was just a loud friendly dog yes. clearly no um, weird child nonsense going on here oh 100% yes guaranteed
2: oh, oh <laughs> yes and then there's also a really quick flash of uh, of eddie with a hook in his chest falling to yes. the ground so yeah just your it's basic fine. recollections
0: so this is one of them hook hand murderers I'm been hearing about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> During camp outs. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Um speaking of hooks and hands, episode two, I'll hold your hand. Um so this one this one starts off pretty strong. Uh speaking of hooks and hands, I say, this episode starts with screaming in the uh in the Gary and Jessica household. Yoland, the that's their last name, the Yolin household, because uh katie candle has been talking to her again and she she's following instructions It told her to look under her bed they'll have some fun uh and because of this katie has stabbed dane in the stomach with a meat hook where did she get this it's just under the bed they keep it there for safety yeah, if, that's where you keep where you
2: keep your safety, did, book. Yeah. Did, did, did <laughs> didn't uh, uh so I I'm I'm uh the 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 only puppet that I actually care about, which is the one with one eye and the monocle, whose name no. I whose name I still haven't I still haven't He's, figured out. He's hook hand man, clearly. He's got a hook, he's got a monocle. (laughs) uh, Was it just me, or did he actually tell Katie to look under the bed? I think he actually Mm. instructed her to look under the bed. Yeah, and, he did. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. You do. You just keep the hook under your bed because you, you can just <laughs> bamf it there whenever he Apparently. wants to. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, don't,
1: I don't even think he said look. I think he said reach under the bed. But either way, no. Yeah, yeah. there you go. He said. Yeah. He said go. The hook is under get the bed. Something's under the bed. Get your toy. Yeah.
2: Yeah, um, get your toy, play with your brother. <laughs> oh, but I I do want to mention Cameron that before that we get a mm. uh, flashback to the <laughs> discovery of the kids. Oh, yes, and, of course. Um, and uh, man, there is a, a real good. Uh, uh, please, I know it's easy to take th- it's easy to take things that I say out of context because of <laughs> this format, but there yeah. is a real good looking dead kid. Uh, model <laughs> that they use at the at yes. the beginning, like it's impressive. Yeah, it's 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 that's like. That's oh that has to be like two thousand dollars. That's a oh, really yeah. good. So that's an expensive
0: a, dead kid.
2: See, <laughs> you can't help it. We have it's by virtue of the format and what we talk about. Mm. You can't help yes. but say horrible
1: things like that. <laughs> that's <It's> fine. <laughs> we have context. Uh, spend at money least. on a werewolf
0: cannon. We can <laughs> spend money on the dead kid.
1: Yeah. It <laughs> also had no teeth, which is more yes. disturbing. Yes.
0: Yes. All the children were missing their teeth. All yes. four of them that were found. Yeah. Very important. Um, yeah, and like, like I said earlier, they're just, the bodies were just in a tree, like hanging off the branches, which is creepy. Except for one that had fallen out of it. Um, yes. was found by, I believe, a hiker,
2: it looks like. And, and it is also worth knowing that, uh, noting, knowing, mm. uh, noting mm-hmm. that the sign, the crow's nest sign from the previous mm. e- uh, episode uh ov- overlooks the tree that the children were found in.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's the creepy zone. Yeah. The, the especially don't go there zone of this yeah. little small town
2: in Ohio. Yeah. Um it's the yeah. pet cemetery zone to tie it into Stephen King again.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh hook, hand, Dane, Car Door, mm-hmm. um <laughs> yes uh dane has been attacked with a meat hook and is in surgery uh he does make it good on him strong strong little guy um and uh guess what we just had a child psychologist about to leave town so jessica gets mike on the phone and says hey i know you were gonna leave but can you can you come to the hospital and see if my daughter is
2: right in the head after attacking her brother with a meat hook I I I I know you were going to leave, and you're also super sketch. And I know that you just got out of out of a a, a psych ward, but our kid just you're a medical tried, professional, yeah. And our chi- <laughs> and our kid just tried to disembowel our other kid. So I guess you're the best we've got right now. Also, you might not charge me because we were childhood friends, Mike. <laughs> My there's there's a lot of James Sunderland in in my mm. from my per, per, uh, from my perspective. Like it feel they feel like like the same type of character. Mm um he, yeah. he even even his he, like it's not exactly the same but even his like normal everyday wear is kind of very silent hill protagonist mm, like it's yeah. super <laughs> nondescript and not uh, and uninteresting um and and very plain and doesn't give you an idea about about this character at all but like mm. when when paired against all of the Crazy nonsense that he's dealing with. It 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 feels like <laughs> it feels like a costume. It, it once again yeah. just like James's green coat was became so iconic. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a it's yeah.
1: it's that um, hard-boiled detective downtrodden look. yes, yeah. he's returning. He's returning to the town he sees in his restless dreams. Yeah, exactly. Mm, that's, that's
0: basically what it is. <laughs> yeah, Um. so Mike goes over to the hospital, and in the children's ward, they've got the thing every hospital does where the kids get to put their drawings uh, that they make up on one of the walls, and front and centre is a drawing of the terrible villain ship, the skeleton, um, and a tree all on a railroad track leading towards Bravery Cave. <laughs> um. Hey, some kids have definitely been watching Candle Cove recently because that's, that's all Candle Cove stuff. That's not good. Um, Mike very weirdly asks a passing nurse if she knows which kid drew this, (laughs) which, of course she doesn't know. Uh, so he just takes it instead and then it's off to see the potential, uh, murdering child. Um, Gary is not happy with this decision, but you know, he's a professional, um which i mean mike is a professional so he sort of defers to that um not allowed to bring gifts to people in police custody in hospital um but mike sneaks in uh one of katie's toys a little blue jay uh that her mom had uh and <laughs> he starts talking
2: secretly to her.
1: put a hook inside of it secretly put a hook inside of it i yes. I,
2: I i really love that i really mm-hmm. love that he's the, oh man, what's the the sheriff's name again? I always Greg? Gary. Yeah, Greg. Gary. Yeah. Uh, I love that Gary's like oh, I'm really upset that you're here doing this, uh, but mm. uh, but I and I, I'm less upset that the DA's thinking about prosecuting my daughter about this yeah. this <laughs> attempted murder. <laughs> I'm more upset yeah. that you're here, child yeah. psychologist, than I am about <laughs> the DA filing charges against my daughter yeah
0: yeah exactly and that's when i'm just like
2: uh you're uh you're are you are you turning into that character gary because i Mm. kind of wish that you wouldn't yeah it'd be nice if gary didn't Didn't? (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: it's fine um but yeah mike goes in he talks to katie um the first thing she actually replies with is, is jail a long time? Which is heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like, you know, you're not going to go to jail. Just, you know, what have you been watching? You know, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, who told you to do this, et cetera, et cetera. Um, then she's basically digging deeper. Like, did you draw this? shows her the Candle Cove drawing and such like. And doesn't get a whole lot out of her. Uh, gets a, Gets a little bit. Um, you know, there was someone else with her. It was a boy who'd been underground for a long time, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Uh,
2: uh we and we also get um one uh, once again another really fantastic shot where Katie has been replaced in the hospital bed uh by mm. Mike's by Mike's brother Eddie, and he yes. and Eddie is answering Katie's questions and once mm. again that that thread of the un, unreliable narrator starts creeping creeping through. Yep, yep. <laughs> well, he, exactly. M- m- um, he's
1: talking to his brother rather than Katie. Mm. Like when he's yeah. he, he frames like one or two of the questions as if he was asking his brother, not asking <coughs> Katie. No, mm. oh, that's interesting. I didn't catch that
2: the first time.
1: Yeah,
0: he like when he sees Eddie, he does change sort of what exactly he's addressing and that kind of thing then he sees katie again back to the normal stuff he was talking about um eventually gary pulls him out says okay you've talked to her long enough and go off and we get to because gary was watching this on the in in room security camera um and then as they walk off we see that sort of do its classic little distortion horror thing and the tooth thing appears and goes to sort of just nestle up next to Katie on the hospital bed, and, God, I hate the two things so much.
2: It looked like it was whispering in her ear, which is significantly more unpleasant. Yeah, that's that's where you get the best teeth from. (laughs) Oh,
1: man, those (laughs) ear teeth. Oh, no.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. Um... (laughs) meanwhile uh mike's mother marla has been sort of convinced to help him figure out what's going on in town so um their their lead is candle cove so she's going to find out who was airing it uh by god and so she heads to the local tv station and talks to one of the technicians there who it turns out is a massive fan of candle cove uh he's again one of the generation um and he actually has a tape that he can show her and um as he's showing her this tape it very quickly becomes obvious that uh it is not like, from our point of view I should say it becomes obvious that it is not the show we've been seeing thus far it's very similar but it's not shot right it's not the same framing and everything like that and the setting is obviously a little less uh a little less uh advanced a little a little less
2: interesting uh and then so, at one point this little kitten jumps up and is very cute Cameron Cameron, I have to I yeah. have to I have to stop you there. The production's values on this 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 not candle cove are garbage and this man yes. should be embarrassed because it's the right. technician yeah. who made it and it's yes. garbage. Yes.
1: It's his And he's, and his, and his, and his he's a super weirdo
2: too. <laughs> yeah, it is yeah. it is fan it is, fan fiction, it is which fan I fiction. I thought was actually kind of funny. But yeah. I, yeah. I I'm also just like uh why? Why you gotta be so weird, dude? Like, oh, come on! Like, can can you could have made this and not been like a weird, off-putting weirdo? Yeah,
1: like, you, know,
2: you, you have to I be. Mean,
1: I have an episode. Do you want to see
2: it? town. Yeah, <laughs> you want <Yeah. laughs> You want to <you> <laughs> see something cool? I mean, no, that is that's tonight, the la- That's
1: a lie. <laughs> I, mean, I, I have. Yeah. I managed to record one episode of it. I've got it right here. Yeah. It's like no, you just made that. No, I didn't. That's not my cat. The cat, the cat's right there. No, <laughs> yeah. that's a different yeah. cat. The, this I'd one's, like this one's no. far fatter. <laughs> can't be the same cat. Yeah. No,
2: no, no, no one, no, no one has tapes of it. It couldn't be recorded. Something with the signal. And I'm just like, you, you work at, at, at a rate at a TV station. What, what, what in the signal kept people? <laughs>
0: Listen, it was a pirate show on a pirate channel. Yeah, oh, there we, need we to go. Know. <laughs> That's right. That's
2: right. Yeah, I did quite like that. That was cool. Be, be gone yeah. with you, weird ancillary character. <laughs> yeah, look, look. there's one
0: person in this entire town who enjoyed the show, at least.
2: I Yes. Guess. <laughs> hey, wow. And unsurprisingly, <laughs> it's the most off-putting person we've met so far.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, so, he seems the yes, most harmless yes. because he's garbage at what he's doing. <laughs> mm. can't, can't be him; he's <laughs> terrible at it. <laughs> he's too short-sighted to
0: be a serial killer. It's fine. Um, yeah, look, I hey, hey I know I'd be a terrible serial killer because of my eyesight. So I can judge this man with his big, big glasses. Big glasses. <laughs> Yeah. Um so uh Mike and Marla get together back at uh back at the house to sum up what they found and what they found is a child's drawing and that Candle Cove existed but could not be proven to exist. <laughs> um Hooray Mysteries. Um but when Marla sees the child's drawing, she puts two and four together um, and recognizes it as a drawing of the old concrete factory, a uh, cement factory, beg pardon, that, uh, she always told the children never to go to, and that they were always playing it.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, it's Ohio, it's, that's, that yeah. sounds pretty on brand, actually. Yeah, it sounds on brand for most kids, honestly.
0: Um, I don't know, I didn't go outside as a rule, but I assume... That's what children do. We,
1: yeah, they get told not yeah. to go somewhere. They they do. We went to some crazy places. <laughs> not not a cement factory, but you yeah, know, you know. <laughs> we best best not Me talk now. about those times.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, so
0: they head on over to the cement factory late at night. Uh, Mike's mother asks the obvious question of, "Shouldn't we call Gary about this?" And Mike says no, because he has a very hostile relationship with Gary. And also, you know,
1: (laughs)
2: not really tons of evidence. (laughs) Why
1: would we tell him? He's mad at me right now.
2: Yeah. No, Gary's a mean poopy head and I'm not talking to him (laughs) right now. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, So they get over there. uh, They see a figure entering the abandoned cement factory. At which point, Milo really wants to call the cops. And Mike's like, no, no, just wait here. I'll go... I'll go check it out, and then in and out. Five minute trip. Um, <laughs> it's, it's okay, Mom, I have a knife, we're fine. Yeah, I've uh, got this big hunting knife that you never took away from me after I grabbed it yesterday. It's all good. Uh, we get to go through a creepy cement factory. This is all good. Good set, Good cinema.
2: <laughs> I like that Mike's like, it'll be five minutes, and I'm just like, you've you've done like half of the opening stage of Half-Life. It is not five minutes. You've been in there for 35 minutes. You're a jerk. How dare you do that to your mom? Yeah.
0: Yeah. But yeah, um, the abandoned things are always creepy. That's the general rule. This cement factory is no exception. It's efficient capitalistic brutalism mixed with the dereliction of time and all kinds of philosophical things. But also the windows are real dirty and creepy and I don't like it. Uh, and there's a very creepy hole in the wall that looks like Bravery Cave because of the iron rebar sticking out of it. Um, yeah, Bravery Cave. You've got to go inside. Um, what's that? There's something in there. I see candlelight and a desiccated corpse. Egads, we found Eddie. <laughs>
2: You know it cracked the case. <laughs> you know, I know that this this trick has has been done expertly um mm. in in Candyland uh, Candyland. <laughs> I wish Candyland was a horror movie. In Candyman. <laughs> but I'd really appreciate if more thing if more films and television shows that have a character walk through a hole uh, and then show the reverse shot of them coming out the other side. Had some kind of like horrific mural painted on the other side to look like they mm. are coming into a coming out of the mouth, like in can Man. Yes. Because oh, man, that's a real that's a real that's always a really good shot, and I'm <laughs> I'm sad that it isn't used more. Yeah, yeah, that's fair.
0: Um, but yeah, they found a very old dead body, so now we definitely call the cops. Yeah, <laughs> there's, some, there's something act to be acted upon in a legal sense at this point. Um, and so, hey, it's uh, <laughs> it's probably Eddie's body, but they won't get confirmation for sure for a while. But like Mike and Marlowe are like, no, that's definitely Eddie's body. It's wearing Eddie's clothes. It looks old enough. It's about the right size. Uh, it has all its teeth, which is a nice change from the other murdered kids. Yes. Um. Uh, and, uh, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking because, uh, Marla had all this time relied on the fact that her son was the one whose body wasn't found to have just that little bit of hope that one day he would show up again. And, uh, this is dashing those 28 years of accumulated small hopes to the ground. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's always a tragedy. Uh, it's doubly a tragedy when later on in the night, your surviving son says he has to talk to you, and it's really important. And the really important thing he has to talk to you about is, um, 28 years ago, after Eddie went missing, the cops searched all of the woods and didn't find anything, which is weird, because I killed him and buried him right there in the woods.
2: <laughs> yeah. That was, <laughs> yeah. The, this is, this is the turn that I wasn't expecting. Mm. It was good turn. <laughs> oh, it's
0: a good twist. Um Good thing mother has the knife now. Yes, mother has the knife. Uh, she's not happy with this, tells him to just leave. Uh and then when he doesn't immediately leave, she just stabs him in the hand. <laughs> I I mean I mean all these con- considered like it is, it's, it's not, not too horrifically uh, violent considering what he just said um and sort of you know runs off locks itself in a different part of the house um yeah uh and his explanation because he he's like no no listen to me this is important right after that and obviously she doesn't let him finish because why would she this is a reasonable response um <laughs> which is important because like the additional information he could provide there would be very helpful in sorting all this out, but he doesn't get the chance to provide it. Um so we we are left with the with the uh the twist of Oh my god, he's the one who meat hooked Eddie. What happened? Uh and it's like he buried him in the woods, but how did Eddie's body end up miles away in a cement factory in like a religious position with candles around him? Lit candles too, which is the weird bit. Um Yep, yep. yep. Um but it's fine, we'll sort that out in the morning. And in the morning, Gary shows up and says, hey, we got to go to the station because of something your mother told me. i are like, "Ah, oh, I see how it is. Uh, that That's a reasonable response. You should arrest this man, take him in, take his statement, see what's going on with that. Uh, and then this is right at the end of the episode, Mike goes, hey, you missed the turn. And Gary just keeps driving, I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, do get taken to a secondary it, location.
2: You're, you're turning into he's that doing guy. It. You're turning into, that, turning that, into guy that guy. That that guy that we all hate. Just a little into
0: that guy. Yeah, uh, and that's where that episode ends as well. Uh, on the cliffhanger of, oh god, I've been abducted by the sheriff of this town. Um, which uh, I I really feel for Mike and all of this. Like he's not mentally well. <laughs> he's dealing with a lot, uh, and. People are uh, not being super considerate of that. I mean, obviously, there's reasons they're not being. Everyone's in a in a rough sort of area uh, in this story. But like, uh, it's not the best way to go about that. But that's for next episode because that's in episode three of the show. Cameron, um,
2: yeah, it is worth mentioning that there is actually a more shocking cliffhanger. Uh, and that uh-huh. is when the tooth child uh, emerges from the woods and oh, is yes. fed a jar full of tea.
0: Ah, yes, forgive me, I forgot that. Yes, <laughs> you blocked uh, it th- from your mind. I did, <laughs> mm, yeah. probably. Yes, sorry. I blocked the image of an old lady going to a tooth person <laughs> to lure it out of the woods with the promise of new teeth. <laughs> here toothy 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 <laughs> uh yeah so mrs booth is feeding the tooth thing more teeth and i'm not sure what's up with that that's creepy well i i do
1: know what's up with that actually because i've watched the rest of the show but i'm feigning <laughs> ignorance because we're
0: only doing the first two episodes
1: <laughs> yes and um yes. i think we may have glossed over it or not i know who knows mm. anymore but um Jessica, when she was talking to Mike in the spooky forest, um, it it comes to light that Mike, um, just, he had had admitted himself into a hospital, Mm. um, Ah, for, for treatment and had literally left the hospital and drove, like, once he was done, he drove straight to, um, the town. Yes. Uh, And the bit on his arm, we can clearly have seen now that it said, I think it said, um, come back home. Mike, come home. Yeah, Mike, come home. Yeah, that's what he was. He was carving into his arm, but like, it's not a willful act. Yes. Yeah. And that's linking back to the first episode where on the phone in that weird dream
0: sequence at the start, the 12 year old traumatized kid on the phone, quote unquote, uh, says, Mike, why won't you come home? Um, so something is driving him back to Iron Hill, uh, very forcefully, <laughs> obviously. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, like I said, it's a rough state for all the characters all around, but Mike is having a particularly rough time of it. Um, but that, that is, um, that is the first two episodes. Uh, if you listen to this without heeding our warning and watching the rest of the show, go watch the rest of the show now. It's good. Trust me on that. You'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy our discussion of the next episodes more. Uh, and uh, there's there's a lot to dig into here. Um, so uh, with that, I believe we're on to the general wrap-up, aren't we? Does anyone have anything else they need to add?
1: Only that we will be covering the this in two episode uh, stints, you know, each recorded yes. episode. So just as advance mm-hmm. notice um, next time... We're back on back at Candle Cove. It'll be episodes three and four. Yes, yes, yes. Then after that, we get into five and six, and the real juicy
0: stuff. Um. <laughs> well, good. one would excellent. hope because six
2: is the last episode. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, yeah. One would hope the last episode has something of value happening. Yes, yeah, sure. um, it's fine. It's, it'll be all good. Yes, I'm really looking forward to doing those. Honestly, this is a lot of fun. Um, excellent, Dave. Where can people find you online if they wish to do so?
1: If they wish to do so, they can find me online on Twitter, primarily at sentinut underscore plus. You will find screenshots of Hellpoint, actually, and maybe Mm. some fun samurai action, because I've also been playing Ghost of Tsushima, Mm. which is uh, incredible.
0: Nice.
2: Oh, I've got to try that. Excellent. Uh, Leonard, where can people find you? People can find me online at uh, "Dr. Faust is Dead" on Twitter. Uh, you can also find me by searching "Dr. Faust is Dead" on YouTube. Uh, hopefully, before the end of the day, I will have a an apology video for not <laughs> finishing uh, "Greece: uh, Beautiful Sorrow" by the end of this month. Uh, it, which will feature my new kitten, so hopefully that will be enough yes. to distract you from me being <laughs> a lazy bum that hasn't finished this video in six months. Um, <laughs> and Cameron, where can people yes. find you online? Uh, you can primarily find me on Twitter
0: at night underscore twitten. That's night without a K, uh, where I'm posting photos of cute pets talking about D, talking about local and international politics and how terrible it all is uh and in general just just trucking along uh it's a good time on the internet if you want to chat i'm always available there you can also find our podcast on twitter at mon underscore d monster and on its very own website which i believe is monster Did dot monster i get that right that is correct that is correct okay good um we and by we i'm using the royal we i cannot deign to speak for my two esteemed colleagues really hope that you've enjoyed the show we really hope you're enjoying the subject matter of the show because again i feel like i've said this a lot it's good please watch candle Cove. i quite enjoyed it um and with that we'll see you all in the next episode hopefully
2: uh ta goodbye bye-bye y'all goodbye everyone You have to go inside.